I'm doing about the same amount and it's just weird how it, that, that system just runs without any apparent way of having it run it's the weirdest thing oh that's because uh you know people that work like actually work yeah and everybody who thinks that people that work don't actually work are rich republicans yeah yeah and they think that everybody is lazy i work a hundred hours a week no you yeah. don't <laughs> you go to lunches you boner yeah, t- tell you what, if you put down the actual amount of work that you do, and I'm talking like a typing, I would count as work. Reading documents, I will count as work. Mm-hmm. Everything else, I give you a, a certain professional of, phone calls, right. not just whatever bullshit you're on your phone Cut for. Cut out the schmooze. Anything that's directly attributable to that account, and then we'll add all that time up because the rest of the time you're having martinis and yeah, you know, and lunch. Uh huh. And then we'll talk about. You know, putting in them hours. And you can talk about college all you want. Yeah, I spent four years and I did this many hours a week. Yeah. Well, guess how many hours I did a week, too? (laughs) While you were in college. Go fuck yourself, you know? Yep. And, I mean... I, not like disparaging colleges because no, not I at mean all. I think they still are important, but the emphasis that we've put on that in our society, and I think we are starting to uh, slowly pull away from that. Well, yeah, because I'm specifically of the generation where, like, I was born in, when I was born, the age of my parents, the most important thing you could do was have a college education because at that time, when they were growing up, it was highly, highly valued. Didn't matter. I was told it didn't matter what I got it in, but to have a degree, and that's the most important thing you could possibly ever fucking do. Got it in my head. I didn't have one by the time I was 40, and I'm like, oh, fuck it. I might as well get one because I want to tell my kid to go to college. And I didn't want them to go, well, you didn't go. I'll show my little associate's degree because I got my associate's degree, you know? In what? In applied technology welding. Oh, nice. I also got a, a certificate to be a wind turbine technician. Oh, you sure did. I sure did. Climb the fuck out of those things. Hell yeah, dude. But I mean, I'm, I'm, again, a college education is a huge leg up, especially if you are trying to be some sort of professional. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't know a whole lot of those people who like actually enjoy their lives whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And that's also kind of a bummer because like, well, you can have fun and be poor or I mean, we unless, yeah, if you're not already born wealthy, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. yep. America. Woo. America. Yeah. Speaking of wealthy dickheads, hey everybody, welcome to Horror Vomit, where we talk about horror movies so you don't have to. My name is Chris Faff, and I am one of your hosts. And I am James Marino. I'm the other one of your hosts. Yeah, I tried, man. No, dude. I was, I was trying to get it underway. Here's the deal. You did catch me by surprise, but I'm on hour 10 million, and so I was just internally surprised. Yeah. Didn't make it all the way to fuck out. Yeah, you had a real solemn look on your face, like, oh, uh, that that happened to me. God damn I'm, it. I'm sorry for doing that to you, and I'm sorry for doing this to you also, because mm-hmm. we are talking about 2019's Midsummer mm-hmm. at long last. Yeah. Written and directed by Ari Aster, starring Florence Pugh as Danny, Jack Raynar as Christian, Wilhelm Blomgren as Pele. And a bunch of other people. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Now, yep. I, I've talked about this movie for a long time. Yes, you have. And uh, I think you know my feelings already. But, oh, yeah. But I have a question for you. Yes. James. Mm-hmm. You. Old Jambalaya Jim, as Ooh. I call you when you're not around. Spicy. It's, it's funny because that's not a bit. Like, every once in a while, well, like, <laughs> when you text me, and I'll be reading whatever, and you're like, oh, who sent you a message? Like, ah, old Jambalaya Jim. <laughs> I've never said it to your face until now, but I regularly call you Jambalaya Jim. You what's funny is that there's a small group of people that call me Jim. Everybody else in the entire world calls me James. There are some people from high school that call me Jim. And occasionally you slip. They're the only people I will allow to call me Jim ever. It's weird. Oh, I'm not going to continue it. No, I'm just saying. when you're not around. It, and it's also coming with the uh, jambalaya. Oh, yeah, because, you know, I'm all about that Creole Cajun. Yep. I, I'm not. That I would, dare. I wouldn't just say, like, oh, Jim sent me a message. Well, yeah, I guess you have to put some kind of. Yeah, old jambalaya Jim. Some kind of spice on a little twist. It makes you sound like an adventurer. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. hey. I, excuse me, I gotta go get my eye patch. Back back to the point. Mm-hmm. How'd you like Midsummer? Midsummer bored the living fuck out of me. Well, why? Because <laughs> it was ten hours goddamn long. Now, I had committed to myself... That I will sit through, and I didn't know how long this movie was. I assumed it might be two hours on. Oh, oh! I let you know beforehand, like, it's a long one. Right, but to me, a long, oh, okay, it's creeping on two. Yeah, I got it. It's going to take a minute. No. <laughs> two and a half hours. Now, I committed to watching, and I, and I set a good hour to watch. I set the first time hour, and it, it kept pausing. I didn't care because I'm fucking committed to watching this. I'm going to do this. And then I watched the rest of it today, sitting in the car waiting for my kid, watching, you know, and it was interminable. It just, and it was so long that within the frame of the movie, because I rewound part of it because I had to make sure things happened, that I completely forgot characters existed. Mm-hmm. It did not need to be that goddamn long. Because there's, I, I will have, as much as it bored me, and as much as it committed the biggest sin that you can commit in any horror movie, I think, is be boring. Just be bland and not turn my dial at all. So, <clears throat> the reason that I wanted to do this following last week's episode was last week we talked about The Wicker Man. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, this is considered a modern horror classic. Uh, Ari Aster is one of the biggest names in horror after uh, Hereditary, of course, his debut film, which is uh, very, very derivative of Rosemary's Baby. Mm -hmm. He came out with this, which is a two and a half hour Wicker Man. Mm -hmm. And I think that the acclaim for this film comes from the same thing that I've talked about with uh, like some of Mike Flanagan's stuff that just because it looks pretty Mm -hmm. and because it seems a little bit more intellectual than it might be. Right. People might feel a little bit smart and like they're watching something very, very artful. Mm -hmm. And that is not to take away from Ari Aster's technical abilities. The shots in this film are fantastic. This movie is gorgeous. I will say the only positive like throughout the entire movie and what kept me even through the points where I was just like fucking done with it is, 
because everything was just visually interesting. The shots, the, you know, the geometry of everything. It was just absolutely ridiculous. Oh, he absolutely knows how to set up a shot. However, that doesn't mean that a two and a half hour long wicker man, with a few exceptions, obviously there are differences. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying it's like a ripoff, but it's very derivative. And the wicker man got it done in 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You could shave an hour off this film and oh, yeah. I think it would improve it tremendously. Right, and this movie also committed another sin too. There were so many, so many references to so many other movies, but they were ham-handed. They just weren't worth being in there. No, you know, and it, down to down to the uh, the inbred guy. You know who he looked like? My exi- God, James! <laughs> you know who he looked like? Or they look like? They look like uh, Princess Bride, the torturer. Exactly. <laughs> I, I've never seen Princess Bride. It's one of those movies that I'm almost 40 and I've never seen it, so now uh, I just refuse to. I know, but it, the, the one that was, he was torturing people, right, and taking the years off, you know, who cares? Look just like him. And I'm like, oh, fuck me running. So here's the thing that I have, because I'm not sure if you've seen Hereditary or not. Which one was that? Uh, the one that's just like Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> I may have. But But it has a lot of things in it that are visually arresting. Mm -hmm. Images that you go, holy shit. But they're all very unearned. Right. And I think this movie's a little bit of the same thing. They thought of cool things that they wanted to see. And then... Wrote around it? Put a story to get... Like, put the story around that scene. Uh How they needed it to be. So that it would go from this dot to this dot to this dot. And the other thing that I have with Ari Aster is it's kind of the Shyamalan problem Mm -hmm. where you can say whatever you want about Shyamalan. He's a good director. Oh, yeah. He's a very good director. But somebody needs to take that pen and paper the fuck away from him Uh and stop letting him write movies because this is gibberish. Either that or actually take notes. You know what I'm saying? Not all notes are bad notes. Yeah, I've I've had shit improved that I've been writing just by somebody saying, "Hey, try this or this," being open to that change. But sometimes you can get so far up your own ass, you can crawl right back out of it, you know. So, and one of the things this film was given a whole lot of credit for is how do you make a horror film just in the daylight? How do you make the daylight scary? And I would argue that he didn't. Uh uh-uh. At all, really. I don't think this film is scary. There is one part of it that is chilling, and it's within the first 10 minutes, and it has almost absolutely nothing to do with the fucking story. No, and I like how they bookended it back at the end. You know, that was cool. They, they're, again, there there are cool parts of it. You know, some of the callbacks are really interesting. You know, they. But are they? Because, okay. Or did they just. Oh, they might have just crunched the numbers and said, hey, we'll put this twice. We'll put it beginning and end. Woohoo. Because, well, here's the thing is I guess that you could consider them just plant and payoffs, mm-hmm. but none of it is ever given really any significance throughout the film. For example, 
at the beginning, we see Danny in her apartment, and above her is like a tapestry that she has of a bear. Right. And then we see the bear in the village, and the British couple says, are we just not going to talk about the bear? And the movie flat out just says, well, oh, it's a bear. It's a bear, yeah. You know, like, and, what, and, we got one like you have. And then Christian is staring in uh, the, I'll call her the headmistress, I don't know what else to call her, but the female tribal leader, I mm-hmm. guess, in her weird house office, right. staring at a picture, like a pictogram of a bear on fire. Right. Okay, I get that that's foreshadowing, but you haven't given it any significance. Well, until I, the very, very end when you go, oh, that's why they were showing us bears. And it looks ridiculous. Well, <laughs> I was, I inferred that um, the the inbred oracle made these tapestries and they were prescient. That he wrote the future with these tapestries. Oh, I took that as, like, because it was just on her wall. Right, but I'm talking I, about the ones they showed when they first walked in. Before those, there were uh, everything. It was almost like the Hunger Games. Not the Hunger Games, the uh, Squid Games. Where if you stared at the walls, you could see the scenes that were happening that the Oracle had painted. Right, but I took those as being much, much older than that Oracle could possibly be. Because that looks like a child. Right, but the, the Oracle is so inbred, it would probably... Well, the, the Oracle just does the book. They say it. Mm, I, I was under I Dude, was under all the of those buildings are like hundreds and hundreds of years old, Jay. Oh, see, that's why my movie was better, buddy. I watched it a different one. It, I mean... Okay, so that's another thing that I want to get into. <clears throat> yeah, again, just showing us pictograms mm-hmm. of things that are going to happen in your movie, I don't really consider that foreshadowing. No, but it can be cool. It, it, it's been done well before, like in the Evil Dead one. You know, where we saw the shit in the book and the shit happened, but fucking A, they paid it off. Yeah, because Evil Dead has a entertainment factor. Yeah, yeah. And, like, excitement and bananas batshit, whatever. And you're like, oh, shit, they did it. Well, an off, a, a kind of an offbeat way this movie irritated me is the people were played so well that they irritated the fuck out of me. And I had to spend two hours with them. Mm-hmm. I didn't like these fuckers. I'm no. like, not one of them. Not one of them. And I, it was like being forced into a cocktail party where people, you, you just got drugged there. And you, now you got to fucking hang with these you know, erudite pricks that are, you know, stabbing each other in the back and fucking around and everything. And the other one wants to fuck anything that moves. I'm like, hey, I know all of you people. And, I, and now I'm stuck with you. I cannot walk away. Fuck all of you. And uh, one of the, uh, as far if we're going to go into characters, one of the things that this movie was heralded as is, well, you'll really understand this movie if you've ever been in a bad relationship. Uh-huh. And I think that that's such an over... Uh, overestimation of what this movie is actually saying. Oh God! This, and uh, how? Uh, because don't get me wrong, uh, Christian's a uh, a real douche canoe. You mean Chris Fratt? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's uh unpleasant. Oh God! Yes. In in that sort of privileged rich white kid sense. Yeah, that squirmy, always kind of half-assed. Yeah, I put up appearances, but just Selfish. half. Yeah, just doing whatever the fuck he wants and getting over. Absolutely, just yeah, self-centered has never had to not be selfish. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know how to not be selfish in the course of this relationship. Yep, he forgets her birthday. Um, oh yeah, that was pathetic with that fucking candle. 
Yeah, uh, not telling her that they were going to Sweden. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of these things that, you know, yeah, he's a really bad boyfriend and everything well, else. They spent, what, 10 minutes talking about how he should break up with her anyway. Why the fuck are you waiting? The only reason he didn't and had to bring her on to Sweden is because her family committed, or her sister killed her family and committed suicide. Mm-hmm. In what I feel is the only, like, interesting part of this film, if I'm being, I mean, mm-hmm. like, truly interesting where I went, like, oh, that's gnarly. The way they film that. It's fantastic. Because <coughs> your <clears throat> brain's trying to make sense of it as it's coming up. Because there's no precursor to it. You don't really, you know, <coughs> her sister's kind of fucked up. You know shit's happening, but you're not sure. And then they cut to the windows, and you're like, why are the windows closed? What's up with that? What, what's going on? You know, and then you see the, the car, and then, then you see that fucking face hugger on her. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh! The long hose systems. That killed said, everybody, yeah. and then just fucking power huffed, man. Yep. But, uh, so the, I guess the entire thing is uh, when you're in a relationship and you realize that this person doesn't, absolutely doesn't give a shit about you Mm -hmm. then what do you do i guess right right is that is that your summation on the uh what they're saying about relationships in this yeah and 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 you've got to think the only the pretty much the only reason she was still in that relationship is because i don't think she had any other options at that point and she needed somebody right and they uh consistently show him almost being like disinterested in being with her like but it's all little things. And I'm not saying that he's not a mega, mega douche. But little things, like when they say, how long have you guys been together? He says, oh, three and a half years. And she says, uh, four. Mm-hmm. And he apologizes. Like, again, I'm not excusing him being a, a douche canoe. But, like, all right, he's a selfish prick. You know that because you've been dating him for four years. Right. Why are you surprised now? Exactly. Or when he's talking to the elder about... uh oh, well, how do you guys assign jobs and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And Danny walks up and says, oh, well, uh, the British guy left without British lady. Mm -hmm. He goes, oh, well, that's fucking weird. And goes right back into the conversation with the guy. Right. She stares at it. It's very long before they cut, and she just stares at him because he's completely ignoring what she had to say. Right. But also, she knows that they're there to do this thing. Right. So he's asking these questions. I guess technically he would be like at work. <coughs> yeah, but and, he's always got that out. Exactly. But I mean, the way that <laughs> the way that he's played too. I think Jack <laughs> Raynar is sneaky, like one of the better actors in this mm-hmm. because he plays just rich white boy, rich dumb white boy. Right. He's just dopey, dopey as fuck. I'm like. There's nothing, it, there's no depth to that person. Because I don't know a lot about college, James, mm-hmm. or uh, especially like graduate school, which I assume they were in due to their age and yeah. you know, the fact that they're doing theses. I know an insane amount of those people, yes. So if they're doing theses, mm-hmm. how did he get to a point where he's doing a thesis but has no idea until he gets there and just goes, oh, I'm doing this? Because he fucking Money. put it off. Forever and ever, and Papa paid the bills, and Mama paid the bills, and now he's fucked because if he doesn't write this thesis, Mom and Dad just spent three hundred thousand dollars on what? So he yanked that thesis out of his ass, and that is not uncommon. No. Oh, okay. No, not at all. I mean, most people who get to the point where they're 
at that point in their most people are pursuing that that's what they're there for and by god they already knew their thesis probably they'd been working on it probably for a year even before they even started their last year you know it it's very serious you know as much as uh forehead he was like freaking out about everything he's like fuck you i've been working on this for how long yeah this isn't just right. a a passing phase that I've been into this. Like I've been doing this research and I've been, you know, planning this entire trip around this event. (laughs) And considering, I would say that it's been my experience about 70 to 80% of the students going for like master's degrees, that kind of thing really worked hard. And, you know, a lot of them had to pay for their own or they appreciate their parents' money. The other 20% don't give a fuck. And, you know, if dad donates another wing, they, they'll get there their anyway. But the, or the trust fund kids are just riding it out because their trust fund kicks when they quit school, you know. So it, it, it's a little bit of everything. But we get to see, like, the, you know, the super, super frat guy and, you know, eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, the guy who pissed on a stump. Yep. Oh, Jesus. You know, that, that the, holds the spirits the of our com- ancestors. The comic relief? Yeah. Oh, and you got to you got to mention it. Fucking the comic relief. Oh, the fact that barely ever does he speak on screen. Mm-hmm. A lot of his one-liners or jokes are, if not said off camera, then at least ADR'd in. And had you not mentioned that, I wouldn't have noticed. But once I noticed, I couldn't fucking not notice. I'm like, then he didn't need to be there. He could have just been, you know, he could have just been body number two. I've written it off because, you know, we've, we've seen so many movies where somebody's got to go. Well, we know it's going to be him. I'd rather that than have him ADR some bullshit, mm-hmm. you know. So, okay. When we're talking about how this movie is, but I, I wanted to get onto mm-hmm. something that I actually really wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. and it's a sequence of the film that you and I watched together. Mm-hmm. And we had a brief conversation about it. And I really wanted to get into this. <laughs> So one of the, like, shocks or scares in the film is, uh, uh, would you say, maybe like a 15-minute sequence where mm-hmm. they show a long shot of the entire community sitting at these tables. Mm-hmm. The two elders approach the chairs. They do a long uh, stand. Mm-hmm. And they sit when it feels right to sit. So it, again, this is dragging and taking forever. So, uh-huh. oh long God. story that short, that was like yanking my fucking teeth out. They start uh, speaking either in tongues or uh, old Swedish. I'm not sure which. Well, you um, know what I like is when because I I have to watch with subtitles because my hearing and whatever. But I'll, they didn't doing a Swedish, you know, they didn't, a lot of it when they were talking, when you weren't supposed to know what they were saying, they didn't put the subtitles in. And I don't know if that was a choice from the movie, did their own thing so that they could have more control over it. Or it was a choice from Netflix, but, or whatever I watched on what a shutter. No, set fucking paramount. Yeah, I was going to say, my God, what is happening? <laughs> too many hours, dude, too many hours. Okay. But long, so they're sitting at this table and these two elders are doing their hand gestures and speaking in tongues, mm-hmm. and they do the, the uh, quick uh, inhale-exhale that they do several times throughout the film. Uh, they are put on chairs, mm-hmm. and the entire community follows them up. Or they stand down below, and the camera follows 
this very long procession of bringing these people, these elders, mm-hmm. up a humongous mountainside. Now, we, we don't mention this, and I've got to mention this now. That looked like every, it looked like it was hot as fuck out there. Yeah, it looked like desert. And they were wearing layers, and every man jack of them were sweating balls, mm-hmm. et cetera. So here's the thing, though. When you're watching a movie about cults, Mm-hmm. And they've already kind of explained earlier in the film that at 72, they just Logan's run. Yeah. They're old people. Carousel. Carousel. Yeah. Th- that's another one of those like, oh, you just, uh, Logan man, that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. But uh, we know what's going to happen from Jump. Right. Ha ha. Yeah. I, I know. see what you did there. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So the first time that they do it, the old woman is standing on the edge of the cliff. Right. She's uh, grasping towards the sky and then looks down and the camera is supposed to be from Danny's perspective mm-hmm. and it shoots back to her, to the old woman, to her and increasing close-ups. Right. And the woman jumps, mm-hmm. smashes her, her face explodes on this rock that they have down yeah, below. Yeah, well, but she went head first, so, you know. Yeah. Kudos to commitment. Now, here's where... Uh, he really needed an editor. I, I mean, this is one of the biggest times that mm-hmm. you and I talked about this. Yep. Now the old man steps up to the edge of the cliff. Yep. And we hear the British guy muffled, obviously under the mm-hmm. sounds of like the Danny's tension in her head. Right. Because she's just watched a woman plummet down onto the rocks. Right. And everybody's fine with this. And think, and you could watch, and this was interesting watching the Mac because. You can watch them like cycles, suicide. What is it? Is this part? What is going on? And you can see the confusion and them trying to piece together what was happening. But all of that needs to be before the first person jumps. Because after the woman jumps and the man steps up, there's another good 30 to 40 seconds Mm -hmm. of watching him standing on this cliffside when we know what is going to happen. Right. You're cutting your own tension and horror. Right. Because there's no tension in that scene. We know what is going to happen. Right. So the old man jumps down feet first. Yeah. And just breaks the shit out of his, just lower half of him. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the part, because I know where we're going with this, but this is the part of the practical effect where I was like, oh, fuck me running. Oh, no, that is bad. That is bad. Because it looked really good or bad, however you want to mention it. But yeah, I was like, oh. At that point, I was locked in. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, because uh, obviously they show the uh, elder's face, mm-hmm. and one of his eyes is uh, ruptured and legs sticking out. And honestly, it looks better, and it follows. But mm, yeah. But then, James. Yes. They walk up with this ceremonial whack a mole mallet. Mm hmm. And it wasn't, if for their purposes, it wasn't the right dimension. God damn it. And just bonk him in the brains. It was like a gigantic crab mallet. It, it is. <laughs> now, <clears throat> mm-hmm. here's where I think this movie all falls apart. Well, I, I will have to say that the uh, practical effects were right on par with, oh, I don't know. Uh, Toxic Avenger. <laughs> yeah, uh, or me just going during Halloween season, buying a mask, and then uh, getting some of that like squirtable jelly. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was fucking horrible. Yeah, it looked bad. 
it, and then when you saw it, it looked like ribs oddly sticking up with John. I'm like, how the fuck you get ribs out of a skull? The fuck you doing to me? So, <clears throat> all of that aside, that takes about 15 minutes, what we just described. Mm-hmm. It takes forever. Again, you're breaking your own tension. So I don't care for the filmmaking in that point. However, I think that's also where that breaks your story. Because the British people are the only people that seem to have the good sense to, hey, we just kind of witnessed not only like a, sac- like a ritualistic suicide, but then uh, kind of like murder. Unassisted suicide? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's only the two British people are like, we need to get the fuck out of here right now. Because I know Danny runs away and says, I, I need to not be here right now. Yeah, well, Chad didn't see any of it. Uh, like, uh, like uh, forehead didn't, or not, eyebrows didn't see any of it. He no. was off whatever you was doing. I don't know, fucking anything that moved. Um, so that is excusable. Um, it had been really, really set up that uh, forehead was down for his thesis, and he's going to stick around even though it's fucked up because he's getting the scoop of his life, and he's been allowed to use that knowledge. Or he's been told he can use that knowledge. So those I can see, I don't see why, you know, What's-Her-Butt didn't unass and, you know, Chris Fratt didn't unass because they should have gone with British people. Yeah, see, and even uh, Eyebrows, as we've been calling him, Mm -hmm. after hearing about that, because he's not there for any fucking reason other than to hang out and make juvenile jokes. And hopefully stop, stop someplace where they got hookers. Yeah, so if nothing else, the three of them, or the five of them, mm-hmm. should have said, okay, we're leaving right now. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just because, like, oh, well, movie logic, they need to, you know, they're trying to be culturally sensitive and yada, 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 yada. Okay, sure. Just set that up better then. Okay, sure. But we're also talking about, with the exception of Forehead, mm-hmm. we're talking about three people, mm-hmm. not including the British, right. just in the main party. Right. Three people with very much Western sensibilities. And no reason to stay. No. Zero reason. And that is where if you have the, you shorten down the runtime and you have the cult holding them hostage. Yeah. Then you have a film. Or like some movies have done, which I've enjoyed is like when you have the experience the first time they railroad you through a bunch of shit and you're fucking holding on and going, God damn, this movie's great. And then you go, take it apart and after a couple minutes go well fuck no this movie did not work at all but you still enjoyed the ride because this movie didn't pull me like that here's the thing too and we talked about this briefly as well Mm -hmm. i don't know much about uh we'll just say pagan for lack of a better term rituals or just ritual sacrifices of any sort of uh followings or teachings but when you are sacrificing people and they need nine, apparently. Mm-hmm. You don't just get to kill them willy-nilly whenever you want and then just shove them in a barn, right? Well, I, I thought they came up with the number of nine because of the maypole dancers. Before the one, there were, the nine were the first the first cull or something weird. I thought that was symbolic or something. Okay, either way, mm-hmm. the, you, yeah. you're distracting from the point that I'm making. I'm easily distracted. Is the... I, to my understanding, when you are sacrificing people, yes. you don't just get to make a scarecrow out of eyebrows and forehead mm-hmm. and then just shove them in a barn with then three still living. Right. That doesn't make any fucking sense. That's not a sacrifice. No. 
that's murder. <laughs> right. And because, you know, anything I've ever read about sacrifice, it had to be at a full moon. It had to have some significance to whatever you were doing. And the gods are not, aren't not going to be appeased by... I, I don't care if you killed him over there. Is that the sacred spot that I told you to fucking whack him in? No. You did it in your living room. Fuck you. This doesn't count. Yeah, the British guy was trying to run because we just Logan run, Logan's run to our elderly people. Mm -hmm. First day. Oh, yeah. Right off the rip. Yep. Okay. And so, so now we're going to have to kill them and then put them in our shed with a, uh, the blood eagle. Because I, I had to think about this like when I was watching. There, there, okay, there was no reason for them to stay, but Pele did know that they were going to fucking have old people jump off the cliff. He knew what he knew what time it the fuck was. Absolutely, yeah. So they were never intended to let any of them go. No, no, they were all brought there as sacrifices right. at at the very least. Mm -hmm. Sacrifices and you know, a little new uh a little new uh genes there. Yeah, you know? new blood. Cuz we don't want to we have to make this this inbred one on purpose, but we don't want to fuck up the gene pool, you know. Mm -hmm. Cuz they are Swedish. So since you brought up the the inbred uh was that necessary whatsoever? Yeah, it was because it, I've got a question for you because I rewound this scene twice. When a pop, when we saw forehead lying on the floor, you just kept seeing his body being moved like this. Did they fucking deliverance him before they pulled him out? Because I rewound it twice and kept moving. The, his body kept just like moving like that. In, like, in which part? Okay, when he was in the room and he's like, Mark, is that you? Is that, who is that? Oh, when he was reading the uh, Ruby Rotter? Yeah, yeah. Trying to get pictures of it late at night? Yeah. Well, when he... They show him on the floor, and then his body's moving, like, is being pushed somehow in a rhythmic manner, like, four or five times. And I swear he was getting deliveranced. I don't... I don't remember any of that. But uh, I, I, I just watched it this afternoon, and I had to rewind. I'm like, is he getting deliverance? Oh, my God. By the inbred guy? Are they fucking up this joke, too? God damn it. Right, but the inclusion of this inbred oracle was absolutely, completely unnecessary. Useless. Narratively, it, it doesn't, like, deepen our knowledge of the cult. It adds something without, like, adding anything. It adds no threat, no menace. There's no real reason the oracle in and of itself holds no actual menace to me as a viewer or to these people. Except for that it's wearing eyebrows face before uh, forehead gets malleted. That was cool as fuck. Yeah, it's fine. It's absolutely a fine horror scene. And I will tell you, objectively, if I had watched this before I started reviewing movies and before I understood how movies are made, that type of thing, it could have gotten me because it was so visually arresting that it kept my interest, at least it kept my eyes looking at it long enough for maybe something to seep in. And it would have made me feel smart. There are a couple movies that we've watched where I felt smart because I was I actually guessed right. And some of them kind of spoon fed me, but I didn't care because I still felt smart. But this movie, yeah, it was kind of, what's the word, puerile? You know, it's just kind of like, hey, you're smart here. Here, here. There's a Norse rune. You you might have seen one of these before. Ha ha. Right. There are so many threads in this that I don't want to say go nowhere, but they don't give us any actual context mm -hmm. for this village. Like, and they don't even they don't even put enough fish, fish hooks out to catch your interest. Like uh, some so a lot of movies we watched, they don't explain it, but they leave enough there. 
that you're fucking trying to tie these knots up. You're trying to figure, they didn't do that here. They didn't even leave a couple loose ends for me to figure out. They spoon fed it to you, showed you pictures and then took forever to show it. So that's one of the other things is that that doesn't, how do I want to say this? it, It doesn't mean that you like, caught something in the film because they showed you a pictogram uh-huh. of uh, what they call the love story. It, yeah. It's just a long cartoon strip where they show you exactly like, oh, she's going to cut off some pubic hair and, and drop uh, some period blood. And yeah. some period blood. Yeah. So. Like, yeah, like you do. <clears throat> can we get to the scene where he finds both of those things? Because mm-hmm. they are sitting at this enormous table. And there is so much silence in between the dialogue that this scene takes forever. However, uh-huh. they clearly show an entire row of glasses filled with lemonade, or what looks to at least be lemonade. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. Yep. Except for one mm-hmm. in front of Christian. Yeah. Now, The fact that it lingers on that for so long after telling you exactly what happened Mm -hmm. is irritating to me. That makes me think that you think I'm stupid. Right. (laughs) And then had to make sure that you had the pubic hair in there. Well, exactly. And... Visible. Yes. From, what, three feet away Mm -hmm. when eyebrows like, dude, is that a fucking pube? Yeah. I couldn't see it. We're sitting like three feet away. I know, but, you know, considering Eyebrow's character, he could probably smell a pube from, like, 30 miles away. Right. And that all ties into one of my... I think it is my my absolute favorite scene of this film. Hmm. When when Christian goes to visit the head lady in her office home, Uh after he's done staring at the pictogram of the bear and she lets him in, Mm -hmm. and they sit down... And she asks him, well, how are you feeling about Ula or whatever the yeah. fuck her name was? How do you, how do I feel about her? How? Like, what do you mean? Right. She's like, well, she's taking quite a shine to you. Mm-hmm. He says, I, I kid you not. I think I ate one of her pubic hairs. Yeah, I know. Like, and the headmistress goes, yeah, that sounds about right. And then the scene ends, right. James. That That's it. Hey, uh, <laughs> Let's put a pin on this again in case you missed it. The only thing that would the only thing that would have hey, you know what the last sound of pubic hair makes before it hits the ground? <laughs> I, I, if eyebrows if would have said that, I would have made the movie worth it. Yeah, that would have actually been a good joke that he told rather than <laughs> sounding like a 13 year old boy the entire time. <laughs> Pubes. Uh, Oh, dude, it's a pubic hair. Well, why are you embarrassed? You're not the one giving out hair pies. <laughs> yeah, oh, you, you hair got him. pie. Got him. Hair pie. Hair pie. The fucking last time you... I mean, except for me saying the word right now, when's the last time you actually heard a human being utter that phrase? And then he's immediately dragged off by that woman to be killed. Uh-huh. <laughs> or girl. Yeah. Because who boy. Hmm. Yeah. So... Uh, the chadness. All right, so... Uh, Danny ends up being the May Queen mm-hmm. while tripping dick. God, I wish I had a couple cups of that tea to watch this fucking movie. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that it seems like they obviously, the, it, the implication is that this was engineered to make her the May Queen. Oh, yeah. And to have her stay because obviously she's 
very blonde and looks the part. And and they know she just lost her family. And it, she's being subtly manipulated, I guess. Right. We could say subtly. And you know, this movie would have been good too if they would have made a judgment on them. Either she really wants to get away or she really wants to stay. And they never really solve that. No. In any satisfying way. No. So she uh, she's... Uh, elected May Queen. Mm-hmm. And again, it was the trying to put distance between her and Christian as she's be, or dancing. Yeah. And looks over to him for approval and he's fiddling around in the grass while all the other townspeople, obviously, yep. othering him because they're all in white. He's yep. in blue. It continues down that road. And nothing irritates me more than anybody who's fucking late. Well... No, I, I'm just saying, that added to my personal irritation because... He never did anything. Oh, okay, everybody's doing it. Let's do it right now. He fucking waits for everything. He he has no primacy in any of this. He just kind of, oh, fuck, I guess. Shit. I'm here because I have to be. He's in Sweden because he had to be. He's only there because he had already made the commitment. He had already done the thing. Now he's got to go because he was going to stay. He was going to go. He never wanted, you know, he's just like a little leaf blown in the wind. Right, and he's by this point he is also tripping dick because oh, God, he yeah. tries to say no to the uh, LST. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, nice! I yeah. like that. Yeah. Actually, I like that one. <laughs> but uh, so he's tripping dick, and I will say for a film that I don't really like, the drug effects in this are oh, God, almost yeah. perfect because the the weird periphery shit, which you're not sure you're seeing or not. Everything just kind of looks like it's breathing. It's uh-huh. not that like, look at these psychedelics, man. It's right. it's very subtle and kind of what you almost like what you experience as at a low dosage of. A- and and it's, there's certain ethereal qualities of movement. There's just like things take a minute to catch up to where they're supposed to be. They're just a little off time. It, it was really well done. Actually. Yeah. Because, uh, he looks to the old man to his right and says, uh, what's going on? And the guy claps into his face and his entire earth like shatters. Why did you do that? Yeah. So, or when, uh, when eyebrows was having a bad trip under the tree, everybody's got to lie down, man. Everybody's got to lie down. We all got to lie down. Are you lying down, man? Go Ma- fuck me Mark, up. Could you lie down, please? <laughs> I'm just like, quit whining, mother. That's the whining. Don't like it. uh, Christian is just absolutely out of his mind, tripping Mm -hmm. dick, after basically taking the same thing as everybody else, right? He was just given... More. Well, it didn't even look like more. It looked like the same amount as everybody else. It was like a shot in the bottom of a glass. Oh, yeah. Either way, he's he's fucked up. Mm Mm-hmm. So they carry Danny off to go uh, plant some oats and meat and eggs. Yep. And, well, uh, it's just pagan stuff. Return right. things the of idea, the earth to the earth. Actually, too, remember um, you remember when they talked about Parthenogenesis, something from nothing? They believed uh, the, re- the reason they had that theory is because if meat was left out, all of a sudden maggots would spawn. They didn't understand that. So they thought that from nothing came something. Yes. So they buried those things together to produce. That was the idea behind it. Yeah, it's very interesting. Actually, taking no, a I'm sidebar. Saying, no, taking the sidebar yeah. here is it's, it was very interesting when uh, reading about like you were just saying, trying to figure out how maggots appeared onto meat. Uh-huh. And well, this jar was closed, and the meat didn't get maggots. Right. So where are the maggots? It's, it's very interesting, uh, like real advancement in science. Right. But they were they were down at that time. They just assumed that 
you could, you know, they were talking about at those times, you know, uh, homunculuses, uh, turning lead into gold, alchemy, all that stuff. And that was part of it. And I love the fact that that was real. That was the one homage that I thought was neat because they were showing part the idea of parthenogenesis. It was mentioned in the wicker man. Because mm-hmm. uh, most of the stuff that was outright, uh, you know, homages to whatever, I'm like, oh, could you be a little more ham-handed? Oh, fuck you, really? Come on, this movie—that's not the tone of this movie, really. But that one I thought was really cool. And yeah, so she's burying me. Speaking of breaking the tone of your film, they lure Christian back into the hut with to- a kid with flowers making a path to the. A oh, path to the other thing that starts with P. Uh, to the to the redhead mm-hmm. girl who's been uh, seducing him. Mm-hmm. Put that rattle under his bed. It, James, yeah. I don't know. Okay, so Hereditary had a scene at the very end where there were like naked old people, uh-huh. and it was very off-putting because you knew they were Satanists, uh-huh. and uh, it, it was just very disturbing the way they were lit, the way they were positioned in camera. It, was this one of the funniest scenes in the film to you? Yes. It was like, I'm sitting there going, wow, we, we got full frontal. We got the full Monty and everything else. And I'm not so sure if I saw everything. It could have been how he was holding the spear. I mean, we saw everything and everybody. Yes. And it but, was just, in, it was clinical. It was, there was nothing to it. It was just oh, naked Oh, James, people. no, absolutely not was it clinical. When they were all they standing were there. They were surrounded humming. by women yeah. chanting, yeah. one of them like stroking his and her face. Okay, no, I'm and just saying. when toward it's, the end of it this. started. An older woman gets behind him and is pushing his butt. Yes, and staring directly at him. That was. James. That that's not a horror beat. <laughs> no, but and can you imagine trying? I, even tripping balls. Can you imagine trying to perform under that kind of? Hey, there's how many people watching me? Yeah, I. I'm tripping. I'm, I'm going to give the movie the movie magic benefit of the doubt because I don't care what they had him breathe in for vitality uh-huh. on that much drugs. That motherfucker is just a cold dead eraser in your hands. Uh huh. He is not impregnating shit. No. But. Did you notice what during this entire scene? Yeah, there's an old lady pushing his butt, and uh. he's doing comedic faces. Oh, he's God, doing yeah. the whoa, 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 whoa face the entire time. He, well, just like he was mugging in the bear suit. <laughs> he was fucking mugging <laughs> in the bear suit. It wasn't even fear. It was look, look, I'm Paddington. I'm so oh dear. Well, at that point, it was because uh, after he has sex with this redheaded lady, he runs into the shed, finds the British guy strung up. Yeah. In like the chicken coop. The blood eagle. Yeah. With the blood eagle with flowers in his eyes. Yeah, it's a good visual. Viking death. Yeah. It was a good visual. It looked fine. And then he turns around and has the dust blown in his face. Uh Uh-huh. And from that point on, when he's in the bear suit, he's completely paralyzed. Can't move. Can't do anything. But is uh, present Mm -hmm. in, in mind. Yeah, so, but he still made a teddy bear face, dude. I no, I understand. That's what I'm getting to, is to end your film with just a sad bear getting burned. Oh, poor and, thing. And the only uh, bringing it back to just the bear imagery that's been nagging the entire film is... Uh, Beast, now we burn you uh, so that you may repent for your wickedness. Mm -hmm. 
It was like a two sentence explanation. Like, well, yeah. why did you show me bears if you were not going to like actually attach significance to the bears? Well, actually, it throughout- did attach one small bit of significance because I'll go back to a point that you made earlier. I don't know if we mentioned on air, but if this happens every ninety years, they seem to have it down. Well, look at the age of the person that was showing the kids. You know, don't cut the intestines because it'll leave a smell, and we've got a hollow the cat showing. With the books open, showing the children, young children, how to do do the bear. So the bear was important to show that they continue to do this throughout and teach the generations. That was two hours and 20 minutes into a two and a half hour movie. Though. Oh, yeah. It's not yeah. given significance throughout the film. Oh, no. They're uh, repeating images of bears, but never once do they say, you know, uh, the bear is the sign, our sign of... A, a, aggressiveness in nature uh, bestiality that you know yada 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 there's never any of that we're just repeatedly shown bears and at the end oh they put him in a bear suit and burn him and i just got annoyed about something cool. else you know you know why his face bothered me so much there's a shot in harry potter where luna lovegood is wearing a, a like a a lion hat for gryffindor same fucking face I'm like, oh, God, no. Just dead stare, paralyzed, just f- Yeah, because the frame, I saw, because they were a little upset about something. And so the picture you always see is that face, just kind of eyes a little wide, a little sad. I'm like, oh, fucking, it's Luna Lovegood. God damn you, movie. Look, God the, damn you. Look at the frowny bear. Uh-huh. So put him in a, in a little blue navy pea coat. Yeah. And a little red fucking hat. fucking might as well have. <laughs> Give him little wellies. Because, again, there's all of these things that, like, we're never given any real significant, like, okay, well, we need fresh uh, bloodlines. Well, you wouldn't bring in just random sacrifices and other women if you wanted fresh blo- bloodlines to impregnate. No, they could go on Rumspringa. Exactly. Like, there's a, there's a lot easier ways to not get caught in how nobody know where the fuck you live. No. Just take, you've got, you've got automobiles. Hey, Ingrid, what? It's your turn to, you know, catch a baby. Go. Okay, I'll be back. <laughs> like, she's not going to find somebody to rod dog her. Come on. This so, is Sweden. Right. <laughs> it's completely unnecessary. And also, yet yeah, we got into, they say at the beginning that they do this only once every 90 years. Yes. Why does everybody know exactly what the fuck they're doing? Like I said, that's the bear, That's the only thing that shows that they they continue to perpetuate this for the children because... They have a 70-odd-year lifespan, so you figure you've got this 20-year span where the old guys can teach the younger people and still maintain within the night. Right, but all the young people like knew exactly what they were doing every step of the way. Well, they probably drill that shit for cult r- rituals, homie. I, I mean, I guess every year they just run in dry runs for sacrifice. Okay, you took, take a look at the furniture. How they sleep, how they live. What the fuck else is there to do? Hey, let's learn the ritual for, uh, you know, uh, killing outsiders. Hey, let's see the ritual to see how many people will actually die this year around the maple. Let's, you know, that's all the fuck they got to do. I guess. I don't know why I'm defending this hunk of shit. Exactly. And I, uh, that leads to, okay, they send these people out into the world. Uh-huh. Where are they getting the money to do this? Where are they? I'm assuming Sweden has property taxes. Uh-huh. And also... The families of all four of those people, or I'm sorry, five, six, yeah, including the British people, mm-hmm. know where they were going. Oh, they, yeah. they knew who they were going with. Oh, it was somebody from Sweden. 
tickets were bought, there is a train, there is a actual way to follow what happened. So all of them are going to be arrested immediately after this, right? Yeah, unless there's actual magic and then, you know, who knows? Because you can't just have a cult tripping dick out in the middle of the forest. Mm -hmm. And I understand that Sweden may have different laws to where they like kind of leave them alone. Oh, yeah. However, if there is uh, disappearances. Somebody's coming to look. Exactly. I'm pretty sure they got the police out there. Just saying. I'm sure they keep real good records out there. They can find stuff. I think every train station, you get your chicken ticket checked six times and get off. I'm sure you could figure that one out. Exactly. And th- they're clearly known within town because they have to sell something. Like they say that they sell yeah. some of the stuff that they have or make. So they're known within the community. Right. Hey, there's a bunch of strangers that we saw rolling through town with that weird cult that lives on the outskirts. And, and think about it. How many of these people were American? Four missing students. The media field day. Mm-hmm. And you don't think that you're going to take, you know, well, three Americans and whatever, what's her butt was. Is she Swedish? Who? Danny? Yeah. No. Okay. Fucking, I couldn't tell. How could you not? Because the movie was so goddamn long and she only spoke like five goddamn times. Not even close. To, did you watch this at all? She's, I did. She's in the entire film. She's things. in there, but she's retching. She's reacting. She's walking. She's doing. She doesn't say a whole fuck of a lot except crying, and I can't hear whining because it bothers me. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Don't don't. That's why you shouldn't watch movies in my head because it just no. Yeah, I've. I've now tried to, like, watch movies with you a few times. It's a real test, Jim. Dude, I stifled like a motherfucker to try to watch this, and you, I still was loud. Mm-hmm. I am not pleasant to watch movies with unless you're a loud person, too. No, it's a real chore. <laughs> yeah. And I was trying so hard because, you know, I was a guest. I'm like, that was me trying. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Just take off the filter. And that's what I... I, I don't mean to, like, if anybody likes this movie, like, I get why, mm-hmm. I guess. I could have liked this movie before I could objectively watch movies. Right, but when it's so goddamn derivative of mm-hmm. The Wicker Man, like... Yeah. It's, like, almost offensively uh, derivative of The Wicker Man. Oh, down to the way some of the cult members react to, to them. Yes. To the just to the the sheer you know, the practiced this, the person doing that to make this happen. They knew they were all gonna fuck up because each and every single person, one was, you know, like greed for knowledge, the other one was lust, the other one was you know, you're like I get it. Right. And I I think setting it in, like, an actual town, like Mm -hmm. in the Wicker Man, added, like, charm to these people. Because I could not hardly tell one of these honky-ass motherfuckers from one another. And it gave them no personality whatsoever. I have made jokes about, like, this is the whitiest white, white, white movie. This. (laughs) These are some cracker-ass motherfuckers. Cheese and rice my friend, I wanted to put more mayonnaise on my sandwich after I watched this movie and wear some slacks from the Gap. <laughs> sure. Dude, I was just like, and, and you couldn't differentiate. No, and 
that's why, like, setting it in a town where, like, the barkeep, yeah, he's just kind of like the weird creep in town who the entire town sings to him about fucking his daughter. Right, well, and... And there's and the they, teacher, but... Yeah, the village itself was a character in that movie. I, I guess, but it was... To never, me, not in this movie, but in The Wicker Man. Oh, yeah, Man. yeah, in The Wicker Man, yes. This had no no real sense of place because even though those buildings were supposed to have been there for hundreds of years or however long they were supposed to, they still look new. They look like sets to me. And yeah. and a lot of these, it, this didn't look inhabited except while the actors were in it. It didn't it looked like either a museum piece that they used or it just had no character of itself. And its biggest flaw to me personally, it, and we've said this before, it does, this does not need to be two and a half hours long. You can shave almost an hour off of this film and it mm. would have up my enjoyment of this incalculably and with some with some better cutting we could have kept some of the practical effects but somebody should have told them hey dude do you really know this this doesn't look good Mm -hmm. you know if they would have cut like i've seen the movies where you swear you saw them get hit but they cut just so beautifully Mm -hmm. that that they, they cut the you know like a quarter inch from when they actually get hit and then they cut to where they're falling you know they could have done that, or they could have just had a bigger mallet and shown a flat mallet. Like, uh, uh, fuck, I'm forgetting the name of the film that we covered, where the immigrant girl was at the weird Oh, the Joko house. Anwar. No. No, not that one. Where she was in the boarding house with the red guy. And it was yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The curse yeah, yeah. movie. Yeah. And there's the giant, like, sword with the chainsaw, what looks like chainsaw blades on it. Yeah. When she cracks that dude in the face, it shows it for a split second. Yeah. But not enough to make you go, hmm... You yeah. didn't really have the budget to make it look that good. That's good film editing. Right. And had they done that, that would have made, that would have given more weight to what we just saw. Like, oh, fuck, old boy just got killed. It was a mercy killing, but gruesome. Mm-hmm. It, the, the, the practical effects were so laughable that it took away, again, it took away that, that weight. Any weight that this movie could have had, they, they hamstring every time. And not to say that some of it doesn't look good, because the Blood Eagle looks cool. The, oh, yeah. uh, the drug effects look great, but mm. every time that they tried to do gore, like, I I don't think the old man's leg looks particularly... Like, it looks gnarly, but... It, yeah, it looked... Uh, for this movie, okay. For other effects, no. I would expect more from other movies. But because there were n- no indications of anything before, this is the first gore that we've seen pretty much in this movie except for that horrific scene but that wasn't gore that was just dread yeah that's, this yeah, is the first death. actual like oh fuck blood and broken bone so i moved past that one because you know objectively looking back it wasn't good but in the in the frame of the movie while i was watching it i'm like damn this oh i can't wait to see what else happens and then they shit the bed mm-hmm. and all of the and i understand again it could be construed as artistic, but when we're taking 30 seconds to pan across the landscape and see a few children running through the field and a couple of guys like carrying a table that they made into a house, mm-hmm. and we're yet we're getting a look at this village, but again, it's like a just a field with some I, houses and shit. I kept in waiting it. for uh, the Coke commercial. I'd like to teach the world to sing while they're all the hippies on the hill. Because that's all I could think of when I was watching that scene. But I'm using that as a no, I know what you springboard mean. is to saying like, yeah, you uh, you cut that. 
you cut that for the sake of runtime because you do not need a two and a half hour wicker man no. that although it looks pretty it doesn't need to because you're not doing anything with it right right absolutely and I almost at no point do I feel a sense of dread because, again, cult film, you have like one or two options of roads to go. Mm-hmm. You go supernatural and the cult leader or whoever is actually like the in, it has is inhabited by a demon or a beast or what have right. you. Or you go very, very grounded. Well, OK. And so this movie chose to go grounded, but also then. I'm going to start to pick at the strings when mm. you're presenting me with some bullshit. And, and where I think this movie also shit the bed is they made a, she's an orphan now, right? She is set up to accept this. She needs a family. The only person that's close to her is disinterested. So if at the end she made uh, the decision to not only did she, you know, she by not saying anything implied it was okay to kill him, but actively said, well, fuck yeah. He's a douche. You're my family. Let's do this. That would have made this movie amazing because then she made that decision like, well, fuck this guy. He's a prick. It's a cult, but hey, look what they've, how well they've treated me. You know, and I got about 40 more good yeah. years. Look how well they've treated you by setting up the person that you came here with that you say you love to bang one of our residents and then whisk but, you away. Yeah. But showing her, hey, this guy, hey, he's going, man. He could be here with you watching this happen, but he chose to go off and bang old girl. So, And, and now we're going to sit on the floor and scream with you. Uh-huh. Which, again, I understand the emotional impact that that is supposed to have. Cut that. It, cut, it, cut some of it. And again, you, that it irritates me. It carries on for so long that it, it loses... It, it, I don't want to say breaks the tension, because they already did that in this film. But it goes on for so long that I'm no longer interested. It, it loses its emotional impact mm-hmm. because you could have given me three, four seconds of them imitating her screaming and getting into the same rhythms right. as her and then cut it. It would have been emotionally right. impactful. Because you, you would still be hung on that last little piece like, oh, fuck, what did I just see? There's there, Well, there's a couple things that bother me about that, but the the biggest thing, too, is we're trying... I was hoping the movie would create more tension, but by doing that, they're showing, hey, we're, we're relieving tension for the entire village. Fuck this person, but we're re- relieving the tension from the entire village. You're also relieving the tension from me because now I'm not actively participating in this movie because that person, I can't watch this person suffer because I'm watching you suffer for them. And I'm feeling what I'm feeling because of that. So it even took the little edge out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. And I I don't mean to harp on it, but I don't understand how this is considered like a modern classic when I could almost name you five movies right off the bat in the last five years that are not only just as technically good, but tell a more cohesive, better story with a shorter runtime and aren't boring. Could this be a case of the like cinematic shorthand that we've grown with? And then we've washed up throughout this entire time that the people a lot younger than us receive it in a different manner. And it hits like a lot of things for them because they aren't used to a lot of the tropes or that this is their new thing. They got this. 
and you know instead of our old shit so this is all the cool new for them maybe that's why but that it's almost kind of antithetical to how modern culture works i know tiktok wasn't around at the time when this was made but we still had youtube people watch five minute youtube videos uh we have a very like immediate society and could you imagine anybody being like 18 19 16 even going to go see this in the theater on like a date night movie no, but I could see some, you know, like the the one kid that always goes see movies first. Go, dude, it's fucking long, but they fucking whack that dude's head, and there's naked people and uh, staring at mom. Well, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there that be, you know, like we're gonna rent this, we're gonna watch this on or on TV because man, we're gonna watch the parts, you know, just like because it's weird, a weird movie, I think. But I don't think that. I don't understand how people have the patience for this. Because, again, I'm not saying that I dislike it just because it's long. I'm mm. saying I dislike it because it's long and because they did not earn that runtime. I think I think I can kind of tell you why people sat through it. The same reason I sat through it without completely, you know, swallowing my own tongue is because it was gorgeous to look at. And a lot of people... If you, you know, you, you spin, you, you show them something shiny long enough, it turns into something they like. And I think that that could account for a lot of people watching it all the way through. But as far as it, it's, uh, it's not even cult status. People love this movie. Yeah. Um, I find though that I tried to, I looked for negative and positive reviews and I found way a thousand more positive reviews and even the critics liked it. And that's. It's just something that I guess that I'll never understand. It's not that I dislike this because I'm trying to be a contrarian. Right. Because everybody likes it. Like, yeah, it has its good parts. I'm not saying it doesn't. But to justify a two and a half hour runtime, I need a little more than just the last 25 minutes going ape shit. Because it does ramp up. The second half of this movie is easily better than the first. Oh, yeah. But the first half of this movie, again, shave it. Or kill Bill it. If you're going to give me three hours of movie, give me two movies. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't want more of this. And that's the other thing is I was wondering, too. Maybe they knew that, dude. That's one of those things that I was wondering. I didn't look any of this up. I'm sure somebody can find it and substantiate it somewhere else. I have a sneaking suspicion that much like uh, Ari Aster's new film that's four hours long. Oh, fuck me right. I have a feeling that since this was his second uh, feature film, Mm -hmm. that somebody stepped in and said, you got to cut this down a little. And I think that might be where a lot of the, uh, what seem like loose threads or things that are brought up just very casually. Mm -hmm. I think there might have been more story involved with that. Gotcha. That they might have had to cut. But I, I don't know. I really hope so. <laughs> Do you think Ari hears no well? Um, I don't know. I don't know if anybody has told him that. Because, again, it's the Shyamalan problem. Mm. Are we going to look at his first couple films and go, oh, yeah, they, they were pretty good, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like we do with uh, Sixth Sense, which is still a good movie. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, not Glass, uh, Unbreakable. Yeah. Which people still, like, it's a fine film it's directed well it's hogwash interesting as shit i'd say it's hogwash but that's what i'm wondering is is ari aster going to end up down that road when because for a long time nobody told Shyamalan no right and then we got lady in the water 
Yeah. Oof. Yeah, we did. Oh, boy. We got, we got the last airbender. Yeah, we got that, too. Oof. So, like I said, man, I I don't want to, didn't want to turn this into a major bitch fest where I just yell about a movie because, like, I, I'm over letting movies, like, make me angry and people liking movies that I don't like making me angry. Like, eh. Whatever, it's fine. If you like this, it's fine. Mm. I don't get it. But I think in about 15 years, we're going to look back at Midsummer and go, you got to fucking see this. If you can sit through it, yeah, you get to watch an old lady push his butt and then he runs out with his wiener helicopter in her own. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's fucking silly and stupid. And like, I really don't like it. You know, had it been groundbreaking, had it shown us that, you know, a new way of making film. They really didn't. No. In fact, it, that's part of the reason that I don't want to see Bo is Afraid, not only because it's four hours long, yeah. but because his first two films were so derivative of other things that like, well, just tell me what movie he ripped off this time. Yeah, then I'll go watch the movie if I haven't seen it. No, yeah. Yeah, because I don't want to see your version. No, it's kind of like... They did the same thing. Did you ever see the uh, Suspiria remake? No. That's like two hours and 40 minutes long. You're like, why did you make that long of a Suspiria? I had the same question for Midsummer. Why did you make a two and a half hour Wicker Man? <laughs> no one asked for this. Oh, but long story short, uh, James, yes. would you recommend Midsummer? No, just no. No, watch a high. If you want to see what Midsummer is about and people talking about the weird shit, you can probably watch that on YouTube. Yeah, you can probably find clips. You know, and a rough you, cut. If you want to watch Midsummer, just go watch The Wicker Man. Yeah, instead, it's a OG more, Wicker Man. By the way, it, it's a yeah, it's a much more fulfilling uh, endeavor. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I got nothing else to say about this. Hey, James. Yes. Hey, where can people find us? They can find us at horrorvomitpodcast at gmail.com. They can find us on Instagram. They can find us on Facebook. We have a page on the Facebook. And also, they can find us where all fine podcasts are found. And if you wouldn't mind going to any uh, Apple Podcasts or at the top of your Spotify uh, mm -hmm. app and giving us a few of them stars. Give it to all It, it really does help us out at... Uh, Helps uh, people find us in the algorithm. Five words, five stars. And also, uh, I'll put this in the show notes, but uh, you can go help us try and make a film. Mm -hmm. uh, our good friend and HPV co-host, Brad Havens. Yes, has, yes. Uh, I believe it's Becoming Emily Movie. Yes. Dot com. Uh, go there to find out all of the details on how to be involved. I'm sure you and I will end up involved in this. Probably. I can make a mean cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to do anything else. I can run and get shit and watch how you do shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm going to be there. Hell yeah. I can uh, I can hand people a bottle of water. And take copious motherfucking notes. Uh-huh. The light goes there. Okay, the camera. Oh, they put blue tape and black tape. Why did they do that? And uh, yeah, so we're uh, we're trying to raise money for that. We're trying to raise a hundred thousand dollars to get this fucking movie made. Hell's yeah! And uh, yeah, that that's about all we got, I, I believe. Should oh, we, uh... and I'm starting a zine. 
Uh, we'll see about that. No, when I it, actually, when it actually comes out, we I will. Hey, I said I'm starting one. I didn't say I'd finish the motherfucker, but I've actually written two pieces for it. I know I gotta write a goddamn thing. And then I found two of my old uh, writing buddies, and uh, they're each going to write a piece for me. So I'm figuring I got about five or six pages, and they're gonna be Eurovision page from my oldest. Yeah, and uh, we are we're looking into some other stuff too. So uh, hell's yeah! Hopefully, we got some uh, stuff on the horizon. But yeah, I'll, I'll put kicking. the link to uh, the Becoming Emily film mm-hmm. in the show notes. Uh, you can go there and donate to the cause. Yeah, and absolutely. Help us get out of this overwhelming poverty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably not, but no. you know, hey, why not? Air condition this garage. Ooh. That'd be nice. Ooh, yeah. Get a toilet in here. Fuck yeah. So we can take a piss while we're recording. And we have some place to go when we piss you know off what? our significant I, I think I've mentioned this before, but mm-hmm. I don't have, I'm not grabbing at my junk now that it's not freezing fucking cold up How here. about it? We have not had to end one of these because I'm like, what are you doing over there, Chris? Oh, do you have to pee? Yeah, it, it's not dribbling down my leg at the, uh, at the uh, tail end of every one of these but wonderful, it, wonderful <laughs> podcasts that you can review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And it, you know what kills me is that it, it was so fun to extend these while you had to pee. And I, I'm, I'm robbed of that joy again. Should we call it? Yeah, I think we should. I think we're rambling. Absolutely. Good night. Alrighty. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening. Push the button. Fucking don't you goddamn dare. I want to. You would be terrified.